she doesn't know it, I feel like Leanne has it all figured out. She calls herself a slow liver. This is the first time I've heard that term, and I freaking love it. Leanne believes rest is as important as work, and it's clear her deep spirituality informs and shapes this belief. My guess is Leanne's chosen pace is a large part of her amazing creativity. I have no doubt that one day she'll create a stunning painting series, exploring the interaction between religion and culture and historically and linguistically contingent modes of interpretation. This is such an ambitious and beautiful vision, like Ghiberti's Gates of Paradise. I don't know that a person can have that sort of a vision or be capable of executing it unless they chose to develop a rich inner life. I have a hunch there are not a lot of amazing artists in Silicon Valley or on Wall Street. I also have a hunch that when we total up the human race's balance sheet, we will see those places as net losses to the human condition. On the other hand, the slow livers, the painters, the woodworkers, the world needs more of that. Here's my interview with Leanne Schaefer. Leanne, how are you? Doing good. Thanks for coming up to answer these grilling questions. Yeah, I'm excited. So tell us, tell me what your professional or educational background was before you joined the Fine Furniture Program. Yeah, before this, I did um, architectural drafting for about three years. And that was like super fun. Um, lots of like design. And uh, it was cool until it was like really boring sitting for eight hours a day. And so I came out here to do the furniture program. Out here to Victoria? To Victoria, yes. And I was in the Lower Mainland before. So you moved to Victoria specifically for this program? I did, yes. Interesting. Why, there was no other programs like it that you could find on the mainland? There was one in Nelson. Um, Selkirk College has a woodworking program. But this was more like island vibes. I kind of wanted to come out here go to the small town and like slow down a bit and see how that went. And you actually were a student in the 2019 class, yes, right? Which right. was the COVID class. Yeah, the COVID class. <laughs> so what happened? Your your school experience ended right before the capstone project began? Yeah, sort of. We did design our final projects, um, but we finished the whole second semester online um, so we didn't get to build or design it, build it. It was just more of like a design it and don't build it. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we kind of were like, okay, are we going to be able to come back or not? And then I think by the mid of April, it was kind of like, yeah, that's it. We kind of got to shut her down. So how did that feel having to <laughs> shut down right before you started making your chair? Yeah, it was such a bummer. Yeah, I was like really, really bummed. A lot of people were, and I mean, so many people missed out on things that year, but like you, for me, I took the program like really excited about coming out the end, like saying that I built a chair. Like that's like a big, I don't know, seems like a big feat for me not having a lot of like tooling experience and stuff like that. So yeah, I was kind of sad. <laughs> and how did you swing it so you could rejoin the program for the chair portion? Yeah, I just, a few of the previous students have already. And um, yeah, it was kind of open to us. Like if you want to come back and a spot is available and it works with your schedule, then fit it in. And you were able to do that? I was, yeah. My uh, workplace that I was at for 
the time between leaving the furniture program and coming back shut down in March. So it was like kind of perfect timing. (laughs) Were you artistic before you joined this program? Yeah, art was like my thing, like drawing and painting and still definitely is. So yeah, it was like, I don't know, I was excited to apply that into to furniture and just like a new new avenue. Why did you choose wood? Why not metal or ceramics or some other medium of yeah. furthering your skills? I did do ceramics for a time. Um, and it was actually more to build my portfolio for this program. Um, but I kind of fell in love with that too. I feel like I have this problem of falling in love with anything that I do with my hands. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh Wood has a lot of opportunity in like multi-disciplinary art, I guess, if that's the right word. Like I can make my own frames for paintings and like do some really crazy stuff to like incorporate into painting and drawing. And um, that kind of drew me to it. Great. Yeah. What kind of friendships have you made in the program, either this year or 2019 or both yeah i mean coming in this year i was like a little nervous being odd man out but everybody was super welcoming and i found the same kind of feeling as with my program or my year of the program that like everybody's there to help you know figure it out together and like i just think that's so cool we can all bring our like opinions to it and i feel like you just come out with such um, more rich of a product when you have like all these other insights um, but even from the first year like my best friend here is from the program and my partner is from the program now so yeah, you met your partner in the program yeah yeah that's great <laughs> I know I didn't come looking for that but it found me so <laughs> are there any significant differences that you felt between this class or this year's program and the previous experience you had well that's a good question um I don't know. I wouldn't even say like significant differences. It it feels pretty like similar. And aside from the fact that I got a lot more time with those people and really built those relationships. But um, yeah, it's uh feels pretty, pretty like what it was. What has been your best experience so far, mm-hmm. either this year or the in 2019? And yeah. the experience can be anything. It can be a project, you know, a reading, a class, whatever, whatever you think. Yeah. Well, I would almost say like experience wise, like just feeling that um, going through the process of making mistakes mm. and fixing mistakes and experiencing that um, my level of freak out when something <laughs> bad happens has really like lessened. And I think that experience has really like helped me all over you know like yeah and everything it's just things can be fixed and often that's a big part of what we do so (laughs) describe that feeling if you would of of making a mistake when you've been laboring over a piece of wood for hours or days or even weeks what does that feel like oh man it's like disheartening for sure i remember the first like really big mistake i made was my year 2019 um we do a document box and a little bit different in the project this year but all four corners have a different type of joinery. And so you like take so much time to do each corner perfectly and that they all work together. And the glue up came and 
I don't know what happened, but my clamp pads were wrong or something. And there was just huge gaps. And it was like already setting. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like on the verge of tears, there probably was a few that I like padded away. But Sandra jumped in right away and just like steamed it apart and fixed it within like 15 minutes. And I was like, okay, if she can do that, like I can do that. <laughs> she steamed apart PVA glue? Uh, I honestly, it must have been it a water soluble one. Yeah, because it was, yeah, came apart. So, wow. Yeah. Has that feeling of being able to overcome and compensate for and prevail over your mistakes has that carried over to any other aspects of your life yeah i think so like not taking um things out of my control so seriously Mm -hmm. and not stressing about that of course i do still there are lots of things that i'm like thinking about daily waking up in the middle of the night like worrying about but i just think i have a better um what's the word like grounding reminder that if it's out of my control it's not the end of the world and yeah have your friends or loved ones noticed that change in your approach or personality maybe i don't know i'd almost have to ask them (laughs) they haven't said anything no not that i've not that i've received (laughs) well actually you know what My friend from the year I was here, she did say something the other day. She was like, you've been through so much problem solving and even in my like previous job that it's made me able to approach these situations better. So I was Hmm. like, hey, I didn't even think about it that way. That's great. She kind of brought it up. What, again, in either year is your most challenging, frustrating experience? Hmm. Um, I think... I had a lot of uh, anxiety around using like big, crazy looking machines Mm -hmm. and the fear. Well, they do. They are very dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the fear of that has been challenging for me. Like I, there are times when I know I need to do something, some type of cut. And the way I'm doing is maybe the first time or I don't feel as confident um, going up to the machine and just like getting on it. And so I like uh, we'll stall <laughs> and I'll just wait and then I'll maybe talk to Sandra a few times and and then I'll get there. But that's kind of frustrating. I wish I was a little bit more bold in that sense, but I guess that'll also come in time. Do you have any woodworkers in your family? Um, my dad a little bit, but not. He really started actually when I came back. He got back into it because he's retired now. So Does he live in Victoria? No, my parents live on the mainland in okay. Chilliwack. Yeah. So when I came to the program it was almost like he was relit like because it was something that he did when he was younger Mm -hmm. and uh he invested in a bunch of tools and set up the garage and i was like i wish you lived here dad (laughs) have you guys made some stuff together since then um no but we kind of go back and forth on like projects like he wants to make me something for like my birthday and like yeah i've everything that i make i tend to give to my parents so yeah if we were living in the same city i think we would be doing stuff like that how does that feel to have discovered a new aspect of your relationship with your father Mm. because of this class good yeah definitely good me and my dad are very close um to begin with so it's just fun that we have a lot of things that are like like like-minded i guess is he excited to see your chair yeah, I hope so. I'm sending him pictures almost every day. Is he <laughs> going to come to the gallery show? Yeah, they're both going to come to town for that. Oh, great. Opening night? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. They're going to get all dressed up? 
I hope so. Bob and Janine. <laughs> they'll be Janine. here. My dad's name is Bob. Oh, amazing. My brother's name is Joel. There you go. <laughs> we have a we have a common ancestor somewhere. Yeah, somewhere down the line. What part of the curriculum affected you the most, either mm -hmm. positively or negatively? Um, let's see. I think Jake building's a big one. Just realizing how much work goes into producing something that you've used to produce parts. Mm -hmm. I think that to me was very interesting and like learning to use that in my job after kind of finishing the program the first time that really impacted me. Like knowing like, okay, if I can't do this initially, there's something that I can figure out mm -hmm. that will be able to do it better. And, and that those things are always improved upon too. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, kind of impactful for me. Was there a part of the curriculum maybe back in 2019 that just just drove you crazy like you couldn't mm -hmm. put your finger on it you spent you know, way too much time on it <laughs> any part you found particularly challenging standing and finishing okay. <laughs> it's not really my I, i'm a patient person but for some reason i just lose it there so yeah i uh, find that difficult but thankfully my partner did very well in the finishing and so i farm it out to him <laughs> so he does all your finishing <laughs> yeah typically does that mean you do all his building we yeah, when we make our vases together, we make our we make little wooden vases. Um, I typically do most of the cutting and the joinery, and he'll take it and do the finishing after that. Is this so. a business you have? Um, sort of. Yeah, we've been doing little markets around the city. So and you make wooden vases. Yeah, little arched wooden vases. They're kind of evocative of my chair design and shape. Like mm -hmm. arches and stuff seem to really interest me for some reason. So yeah. Mm. And why did you and your partner choose vases? Um, I think the year that I was here, I kind of like made a prototype out of a chunk of an offcut that I had. And I was like, this is something that is relatively simple. I can use offcuts that um, would probably be firewood anyway. And so we just had lots of offcuts from our different workplaces working in the industry and so we just started taking them and kind of ran with it and I did some designs and and how do yeah. people at the farmers markets <laughs> receive them well yeah they they almost sell out every time so really? yeah maybe not the best profitability because we're still figuring out the kinks and the time it makes but it was a little bit more of a a passion project than a money maker so oh, that's lovely yeah what I assume you you all when 2019 you did the form and function assignment. Yeah. So what do form and function mean to you? Mm. And has our class has did your class change how you feel about or how you think about those concepts? Yeah, I think I've always loved form being kind of from like an artistic and design background like making things look beautiful and curating spaces in a way that they look nice like is just really enjoyable for me and then the function part of it like coming from the drafting side of things it's like if you don't have a functional plan um in your like house or something in your living space then you're going to notice really quickly so i don't know maybe not changed but just deepen my um understanding of form and function and just how everything kind of touches that that we touch in the world so yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Has the program changed how you feel about arts 
trade craft mm-hmm. i mean you, you came into this i would imagine with one perception of mm-hmm. the world of woodworking yeah is your perception now different yeah in the way that i don't know if you can ever really truly be a woodworker and that's like what you're just doing all day you know there's so much behind actually doing that maybe as a um a career that i didn't expect like just all the back end the marketing mm-hmm. the, the um, business the business side of things and i think that's kind of a, a bit of a bummer as well like you know of course i'd love to be doing being a maker and it's just a little disheartening thinking like i'm not really geared towards the business stuff and it's not something that entices me um why aren't you geared towards it um i'm a pretty like slow liver <laughs> i like rest i think work is really important but i think rest is like equally as important and i just don't do well on like a high stress long hour kind of schedule yeah what do you do when you're at rest oh man meditation prayer that type of stuff i'm a spiritual person grew up in a like very religious household and stuff and so that's a really big part of my existence Interesting. um but yeah a lot of drawing and painting too and i guess that to me is a little bit spiritual as well what kind of drawings what kind of paintings uh, is it landscapes yeah. are they people are they yeah sometimes like still life kind of like ab abstract stuff but abstract in like human form so like body parts that are kind of painted together weird i don't know maybe surreal might be like a bit of a category you could put it in i think there's like um a goal that i have to have a painting series is kind of my next Mm -hmm. goal and i have a lot of ideas of what i want that to be but i'm not quite sure how it's going to translate visually so What's, yeah, what medium surreal. wood or watercolor? Uh, I like or wood. To excuse paint. me, oil or watercolor? Yeah, <laughs> actually, I I paint in watercolor and acrylic, um, acrylic on wood panel though, and I think that might be the direction I want to go with that. Yeah. What are you gonna paint? Um, I don't know. I I like the idea of kind of revamping religious art. Hmm. Um, and looking at it in a different way and maybe expanding on ideas that are kind of buried in texts that we don't really understand. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm not really Can you really give sure. me an example? Yeah, I mean, so biblical literature, for example, is very difficult to understand, um, taking it from like a culture and a time that's so long ago and so foreign to us. There's just so much that I have learned in digging into that literature and learning about like the language and how things were culturally just like so different than how we look at it. And so there's a lot you don't pick up on. So and like really deep, profound kind of commentary on like the human condition. Mm which is, this is really deep, but <laughs> um, yeah, I want to try and bring those ideas out and like artistically portray them. And Sounds amazing. Yeah, I hope so. If I can pull it off, <laughs> it might take s- a while. <laughs> I'd love to see it when you do. Yeah, one day. <laughs> how do you define art? Oh man, how do you define art? That's That's a tough question to answer. Art is kind of everything around us in a way. Like, I guess not everybody creates 
things to create art, but like if I'm creating something, I'm creating art. I don't know if that's really a definition, but yeah. William Morris defines art as the pleasure people take in their work. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that definition? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to run with it because like work, you don't really think about art and work together, mm -hmm. but for like vocation and things like, you know, I feel like I was made to make things and create things. And I guess that is also work, you know, like I think that's a really big part of it. And if that's pleasurable also, I think that's a really big um, positive or benefit to like have pleasure in your work. Do you think art is affected by the economy we live in, the politics of the moment? Yeah, probably. How so? I think that, I mean, everything's kind of affected by everything in a way, which is like a kind of a lame way to put it. But yeah, like, I don't know, historically you can look back and art kind of comments on what's happening in the world. So good art, I think, can kind of comment on those things and make you realize, oh, okay, that's maybe from this period or that's from then. And Is your art affected by economics or politics that you're consciously aware of? Maybe. I think right now, less so, but I think what I want to make, I want to have some sort of commentary that is relevant to those things so that people can look back and be like, oh, maybe that was important for, for some reason. <laughs> Do you think it's possible to be a fully realized artist living in 21st century Canadian neoliberalism? You gotta yeah. pay rent, you gotta put food on the table. Yeah, I think it's hard to be, but I think if, I don't know. I think you can be, it's just, you gotta make space for those other things too. Mm -hmm. So whether that's fully realized or not, um, I don't know, but our society is definitely the way it is. So there's uh, no getting around paying rent. <laughs> Not yet. Anyway. Not yet. Not for me. <laughs> what would you make if you had no monetary constraints or environmental concerns? Mm. I, I think this painting series kind of that I mentioned would be kind of my, my route because I do want it to be a little bit more grand in scale as mm -hmm. well so yeah monetary value has a lot to do with my ability to start that but yeah if i asked you to make something sacred to you mm -hmm. and you define sacred however you want spiritual mm -hmm. material whatever what would you make mm -hmm. and you can't say the same painting series <laughs> what about a different painting gotta series? be a new, <laughs> gotta be a new idea okay No, I don't know. I should have thought about this question a bit more. It can be, you know, something about a loved one, for a loved one, mm -hmm. uh, just something, uh, something material that would always have a special place in your heart. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't even know how to answer this. <laughs> I'm gonna blow this question. Aren't nah, I? you're doing great. <laughs> Um, there are no wrong answers. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, what if I made a urn box mm -hmm. 
to hold the ashes of all my ancestors. I think that's very sacred. <laughs> that would be super sacred, right? <laughs> Where would you put that box? Mm, probably on display somewhere in my house. It's very Roman. Yeah. The Romans did that. Yeah. yeah. Kind of weird, right? They would, funny, have, uh, they would have rooms in their houses yeah. with the remains of their ancestors. Right. Yeah. yeah. If I had access to them, my grandma's remains are in Burnaby. And if I could just take those and her husband's and bring them all together and make a little family urn. <laughs> it's kind of morbid. I don't know why my no, brain No, I think there. that's a beautiful idea. <laughs> yeah, cool. Now the question that has been torturing you <laughs> since I asked you to do this interview. If you had only three tools for woodworking for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. what would those three tools be? Okay, I think I would go lathe now that I've been very heavily working mm -hmm. on the lathe and I'm just very much enjoying it. And so lathe would be one. Um, bandsaw, because I can do a lot with those. Like my vases rely heavily on that. So I feel like I could figure out a lot of things to do with that. And a good drill, a good drill with some good bits. <laughs> That's not so bad. So you, you yeah. hit it out of the park. Right. <laughs> what sensual memory of the shop will stay with you the longest? Mm. Sight, smell, sound, taste? Yeah, probably like the feeling of constant dust in my nose <laughs> and feeling really itchy and dusty all the time. That's a. Uh, yeah, that's one that's going to stay with me. <laughs> yeah, this class converted me to an evening shower man for yeah. my entire life. I was a morning shower mm -hmm. religiously, but now this class, it's there's no point. Yeah, it's like now you got to just get it off at the end of the yeah. day. It's not even worth it or you're taking two showers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What do you think of Sandra and Beth? Oh, they're amazing. What's amazing about them? I just think Sandra's so cool in the way that she's just, I don't know, she's badass. Very, you you look at her and just, you wouldn't assume much maybe, but she's just a master at what she does and so patient with dealing with all of us. And same with Beth. Like, I think it's just the ability to take what you know, like your own knowledge and like impart that on a bunch of students that are kind of fresh for the most part and just like share that is pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Final question is not really a question, but mm -hmm. anything you want to share about your experience that we haven't talked about, anything that you think is mm -hmm. particularly important about fine furniture or art, something you want to remember as part of your interview as part of your process yeah i just think it's worth making and it's worth doing these things even though like that's something i've struggled with a lot like you know is it worth making the pretty chair when there's tons of chairs out there that are just fine or you know is it worth making a little wooden vase if you have like a glass vase and you, you know there's already so much out there is kind of the feeling and i feel that way with art why, why is it worth it? Why is it worth it? I think because it brings fulfillment for me as a maker. And if that piece of art or furniture, or whatever it might be, you know, impacts somebody else, they either really like it or even if they really don't like it, if it kind of stirs something, it's kind of worth doing, I think. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Yeah.
Thanks, Leanne. Yes, you're welcome.